0: What's up, Lake Elsinore? I'm John Crispo. And I'm Jason DeVore. You're listening to Wool, the
1: podcast, recorded in beautiful, sunny Lake Elsinore. With us is Jeff Raymond. Jeff Raymond, that's my name. That's you. Uh, From what I understand, the announcer of Storm Stadium, but for me, I feel like you're so involved. Until you came along, I mean, I didn't hear much about Storm. I mean, I knew they were there. So I'm just like, I gotta get Jeff in here. I wanna hear what's going on. You know, what's the
2: story? Um, well, you thank know. you. Yeah, you know, I, I have a lot of fun. I've been a baseball fan forever. I've been going to baseball games since I was probably three years old, which is a lot longer ago than I care to admit. <laughs> um, but I've been going to baseball games since I was really young. I've been going to probably between 12 and 15 major league games every single season. Um, so I go to a lot. The opportunity, somebody actually, i be honest, did not see the them advertising that they were looking for an MC. Um, somebody else did. A good friend of mine says, you'd be great for this. She saw it on their Facebook page. You should call them an audition. I missed the audition. I. She told me at eight o'clock the night of the audition, the audition ended at seven of that night. So I called the next day and hey, I wanna do this. And um, and it's, it's a blast for me. They said, would you, are you okay? Would you mind going to 70 baseball games this season, I went. Wait, you're gonna pay me to go to seventy baseball games? <laughs> and that was that was pretty much that. It's, I mean, how can I say no to that? I go to yeah. baseball. I pay to go to baseball. Why not get paid to go to baseball games and have fun with it? Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good story. That is awesome. So,
0: I've been to a couple games, and, and Jason's the same thing. I'm recently new. I'm late, pretty new to Lake Elsinore. Mm-hmm. Um, I just moved out here last year from Orange County. Not the biggest baseball fan in the world, but I ended up winning some uh, storm tickets from a relay for life event. Took my kids, and we were hooked. I think we went on a we went on a Wednesday. It was called uh, Win Wednesday. Wednesday every Wednesday. Wednesday, right? And we kept it rolling for like two games. I think we're going back in September, right before school starts for them. I mean, it's it's a great thing family thing. I ended up doing a hot dog eating contest for you guys one time. How'd and that I, go? I, I lost, but it was fun.
1: <laughs> no, you won I, a hot dog. I won a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you
2: go.
0: I won a hot dog, but uh, my kids were like, oh, I can't believe you lost. So I had to sit the rest of the seven innings being the hot dog contest loser. Could you yeah. could you could you describe the hot dog contest you
2: participated in?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first off you go down the uh the dugout, the inning, down, or the dugout down there, and uh, you go through, this, it's a long, long hallway down there.
2: That's a, a, the that's a, that's a tunnel, so that's yeah. actually, I'll tell you from, from my perspective, I'll let you finish the story uh-huh. in a second, but I wanna tell you that, as being a baseball fan, as big of a baseball fan as I am, uh-huh. the first time I got to go in that tunnel uh-huh. and realize that I get to go in the tunnel where the professional baseball players go, as someone who's been going to baseball games since I was super young, that was so freaking cool. That's but yes, that, that is the tunnel that you're, what you're describing is a tunnel that goes from the locker room, yeah. the baseball player's locker room, onto the field into the storm dugout on the third base line. Absolutely. Cool. So,
0: actually, let me just tell you the whole story about this. So, I, I'm sitting down, it's the, we get in the first inning, um, I find, actually, uh, Heather from our office there with her husband, and one of your, your guys comes down and goes, hey, you want to be in a hot dog eating? Super. Awesome. We go do it. Uh, we head down into the dugout, and it—it's a warm day, so you'd imagine it smells like some athletes down there. And we're waiting. That's a
2: polite—that's a polite way of saying it. it's a little funky sometimes. Hey,
0: I, I'm a former athlete. I understand a lot of sweat goes into the work, so we're—you know—it is what it is. So we're standing there getting ready for this to, to happen, and uh, I'm going against Austin Henry, and um,
2: who also works in your office, I believe, right? His wife. His wife does. So
0: we're out there. They call us out. It's hot dog eating contest time. No hands. All right. So I'm trying to figure out how to do this. They blow the whistle. It's time to go. Everyone's cheering. I get face down in this thing. I'm like two bites deep. Half of this thing's gone. I look over at Austin, who has his hot dog halfway out of his mouth and he's swallowing it like a duck. No
2: chewing. <laughs> at, I remember that. And
0: at this point, I start choking on my hot dog because I'm I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> then, so I can't even take another bite because I'm literally choking now. And he wins to contest. I'm giving everyone, you know, high fives and stuff. We're walking through the dugout and I'm trying to hurry back into this hallway and get up the stairs because I feel like so. <laughs> Oh no! Everyone's everyone's giving me you know dap. All the players are giving me a high five, and I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm going up, up the the beginning of the tunnel, and there's thunder like right coming down for his thing. And I'm like, one of us is gonna move. I end up moving, and he just goes and does his thing. And it's probably like thirty feet up, and it's two flights of stairs. And man, it might as well, oh, have it's been probably, it's probably, I think
2: it's probably more than that, but about 45 or something. Yeah, and I said, <laughs> it, it might as well have been about a
0: hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I got halfway up the stairs and I was eh, here uh, it comes, it, put it put hurt, my, it hurt. Put my hands up, I made it to the door, your guy opened it for me and that was the end of it. And he, he laughed, he thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen that i have to agree with, him. it was pretty, it was a memorable experience. My kids don't know about that part, but I I love the game. They will, well, they they will now. They will
2: now. That's right. <laughs> That's but You know, it's funny, We we've had some interesting contests where where that kind of stuff has happened. Oh, and and I think the the one that was probably the most memorable was the um, Hispanic Heritage Weekend. We had a hot pepper eating challenge. Oh, no. so we had jalapenos, serrano peppers. We had our own, one of our cooks, Johnny, uh-huh. makes his own. It's amazing. It's really good hot sauce. Now, I like hot peppers. Uh-huh. I'm not in this contest because <laughs> it's serranos, jalapenos, and habanero peppers. And the person that ate the most, not just in the day, the person that ate the most all weekend, we're keeping a tally, got ticket They, they got the prize for the day, but the one that ate the most all weekend got tickets to an upcoming game. So people were all about it. Oh, and yeah pretty much er- almost everyone that did it ran to the staircase and chucked into the line. <laughs> that insane. like, like and, and you know it's we are very we are very clear. Look, this is it's going to be hot. <laughs> it's going to be painful to understatement. You, you okay. need you need to know this might not feel good afterwards. Are you still interested? Yeah, I'm down. Awesome. Let's go embarrass you guys in front of 4,000 people. That's perfect. That's great. You know, I got to say
1: I mean I go to some Major league more than minor minor league games, but this doesn't sound like baseball to me. It sounds like a blast. I gotta know who comes up with this stuff.
2: This is you? You know, honestly, some of the hot, uh, hot peppered contest was me. Um, <laughs> the uh, the hot dog. <laughs> the fact that we did so much for the hot dog contest uh-huh. actually that was between me and uh, the mascot department. So the mascot department, the motions department, and I. They do most of it. Um, we have some extremely creative people in our office. In the promotions in that, that area and they do a re- obviously they do a really good job of coming up with stuff. So last night, for example, was Harry Potter night. It's funny, a lot of these these theme nights all show up and I'll say, Alright, what am I wearing tonight? And last night I happened to be wearing it looked like a graduation robe, but apparently it was supposed to be a <laughs> wizard robe. It was supposed to be a wizard. it was like a, a wizard's robe, whatever. Yeah. And we, we had some fun pretending to put, put, cast uh, magic tricks. On that, cast spells on the opposing team. Uh, that that was pretty fun, Which, and it worked, right? It did work. And there there's a go. video that's going to be posted. We, we cast a spell on one of the opposing batters, and I think the eighth or ninth inning. I think the top of the ninth, maybe. And uh, it was something along the lines of "Strike his Audicus and everybody with their straws <laughs> They were pretending to be magic wands." Said it, and he struck out. And do you understand? How exciting it is when you <laughs> cast a magic spell on, on the other team and it actually works! That must be. It is I great. can't wait to see that. It is great. I, I can't, can't do that. that
1: on. Be on. Is that going to be on the Facebook page? It'll probably, yeah, it'll probably be on
2: the Storm Facebook page.
1: Okay, so right. if you don't follow the Storm Facebook page, you, you got should. Homepage. We've got all kinds of fun stuff on that.
0: Yeah, and you guys have an Instagram, right? As well, it's the at Lake Elsinore Storm. Yep. Uh, you have one. It's uh, at. Storm announcer Jeff.
2: That's correct, JDFF, Yep. And then one of my favorites, Thunder. Thunder, yeah. Thunder is. Thu- did you? Dog. Did you know? Did you know? Thunder is the most followed mascot in minor league baseball. I believe it. He is. He is by far. He's got. I think the next closest is at least four or five hundred or more or less than he has. He's super active on social media. He has a lot of fun. He puts a lot out there. So and people love it. I mean, he, he does. really responds to it.
0: He does. My my nephew. He's. Well, right now, he's going through these days where he's not quite a kid, but he's also cooler than me. So, um, aren't they I, all 12? <laughs> I took, I took, you know, we take him to the game, and I'm in the shop. But, hey, you want a hat? You want a shirt? No, uh, what's this? That's the thunder hat. Okay, I'm gonna get that. And so, he has this thunder. Uh, the behavior. 12 year old who's
2: cooler than everybody's got the green thunder, exactly beam thunder ears, exactly. That'll, that'll tell you so, how popular thunder is. And,
0: during the whole time, I mean, he's trying to get Thunder's attention. Thunder's going around. He's always with the child. He's always having fun with someone. He's super interactive. And he ended up taking, like, pictures with my nephew, and it made his day. And I just thought, you know, same thing. It's it's not just a baseball game. It's it's a whole interactive family experience. And as as someone who's not the biggest baseball fan in the world, that's something that will definitely keep me and my family going
2: well, that, I think that's, that's the idea, and to be honest, the difference between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball, uh, the main difference is, is a couple, but primarily when you're in the minor, when the guys are in the minor leagues, these guys are good, they, they're really good. Yeah. They have to be amazing just to get to that level. We've got guys on our team that were from Cuba and Dominican Republic, whatever, and in those countries, they're oh, yeah. the cream of the crop. Now here, obviously baseball's our thing. Yeah. So we have amazing players, from all over the world, the Padres do a really good job of international scouting. They they they're not afraid. They uh, want there's a kid on our team on the Padres. He actually got moved up. Awesome. He's, uh, I think I think he's up now. He's uh, Adrian Marajone. He's he was 16 years old. He's 19 now. He's 16 years old. And I think he set a record for the contract that he signed as a as a recruit. But they're just, they're taking chances. They're getting all these guys. But the, the big thing, the difference between minor league baseball and major league baseball, is by the time they're in the majors kind of know who they are their names have been coming up when you go to a major league game you're really going to watch the players and to watch your team the minor league and they spend this a lot obviously bigger budget yeah they spend a lot more money advertising commercials and whatever when it's the minor leagues they really have to do more in terms of getting the crowd coming back because yeah lake elsinore knows the lake elsinore storm i'm not going to get somebody from even murrieta if they don't come and realize this is just a fun thing to do yeah. and whether or not I like the team or I'm going to root for the team. So we have people from all over the place, Orange County, Temecula, Murrieta, some from Sandy come up from San Diego, if they're yeah. real diehard Padres fans, but they'll come up um, because of Padres fans, but they'll also come up because they want to, they, they like the experience. And it's really more of a family and experience at a minor league team than it, than it is. I mean, obviously you talk to the angels, the Padres, are really good family experiences. We're not gonna talk about the Dodgers and their family experiences, um, but uh, let's be real. Right. Um, yeah, some of the major leagues, they are, they are family events. But really, when you're in the minor leagues, you have to, if you wanna be a successful minor league team, you have to try really hard. to put a lot of effort into the promotions, the in-game events, the contests, the, whether to throw throwing a beanbag in a bucket, or yesterday, Harry Potter night, they're taking a, a paper airplanes that are, air quotes, Hogwarts acceptance letters, and throwing them into a magic mail slot, and there's two other people moving the mail slot, huge mail slot back and forth. Um, you have to be creative, you have to do stuff like that to keep people coming back, because if you're just gonna sit and play baseball and assume that everybody's gonna show up just because it's baseball, they could go to a high school game, or they could go to a college game, but when you re- when want them to show up to a game like we-, like we have, you really have to put a lot of effort into it. And the storm, and not me, if the guys in the promotions department, i got to give it up to them because they come up with some of the most amazing stuff, some of the most fun events. And like I said, I have a good time. I'll get up there. To- they'll say, what are you doing? We have a meeting before. And I'll go through the list. We go inning by inning, what's going to happen pregame. And, okay, here's where I'm going to announce and This is what I'm going to say. And I'm going to give away ice cream of this inning because I do that every inning. And yeah. I'm going to give away Sunflower Seeds. We're going to try and give away Sunflower Seeds in this inning. And we're gonna do it in and out of this inning and whatever. So, they're obviously not to one of yeah. our sponsors. Pastor Rob Robbins one of our sponsors. So yeah, so we have a good time. There's stuff. We every game there's stuff to do. We go through before the game and they give you the mic and that's where I get to step in and just really have fun with it.
0: Yeah, and my hat's off to you because you can tell you guys are have fun with
2: it, and, well, and that
0: that shows. So, I guess my next question to you is, um, what do you do when you're not working?
2: When I'm not working at Storm, so Storm is actually I, I would love it would be great if I could be full time MC there. Um, but actually, I got into the part of the reason my friend said, "Oh, you'd be great at this," is because I've been an event MC and DJ for a long time, for about 18 years. So I got into doing events. I've been doing I've done fashion shows and fundraisers and corporate parties and weddings and birthdays and is and you name it. I've done them all. Um, bar mitzvahs, bot mitzvahs, whatever. Because I have fun doing that, I never thought that's what I was gonna end up doing. But I've had an entertainment company for my own for eight years and for 10 years before that, I worked for somebody else. So I've been doing events for a long time and I've been able to be a personality and be the guy that kind of makes the event flow and makes the event fun and be the storm thing was just kind of an extension, another opportunity in the same kind of realm on what I've been doing on a little bit more high profile scale. Cool. So the next question would be, who, who do you admire? What, what other teams do you look up to, too? What other announcers? You know, that's an, that's an interesting question. Somebody asked me that in um, an interview I did a couple days ago, and that's tough because I will be completely honest. Okay. Before, before I went and auditioned for the Storm, uh-huh. I had never in my life been to a minor baseball. Ever, not a single one. I, I, didn't, I didn't know, I knew the Storm was here. Uh-huh. I didn't know they were related to the Padres. I didn't know that there was the the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes or the Inland Empire 66ers. that were all related to the Angels and the Dodgers. Um, but I, I just didn't know. I didn't know that they were around. I probably would have maybe checked them out, but they're about the same distance. I mean, the stadium from where I grew up, Storm is about the same distance as St. Dodgers Stadium. I grew up in Orange County, so the Angels were a lot closer. But yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that there was this minor league thing. And yeah. if I had known... I'm sure I would have begged my parents all growing up because as you said, there's way more to do. There's way more entertainment factor in the minor leagues than there is in the majors.
1: What about on the personal side? Would you look up to, I mean, how did you go from working from somebody else to working for yourself? You know, I mean, how did you get to that? In doing, in events you mean? Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's another funny story. So like, again, it was never anything I planned to do. It was just, I've I've always been entrepreneurial since I was young. If you count selling wrapping paper door-to-door, I've been working since I was six, um, <laughs> and that's no joke. It was this company that would give you, it was on the back of the Boy Scout magazine. Uh-huh. They'd say, we give you a dollar an item, we give you $2 an item, if go sell our wrap, so I did that. I was always really good at doing that stuff. Every time there was a fundraiser, I was always really good, at, and of course, back then, you could yeah. send your kid out. Yeah, I'd leave the it. house at noon, and I'd be back at six, and I, my parents didn't have to worry. I'd go around the whole neighborhood. They never had to worry. I'd be back at six, and I'd have forty orders, eighty bucks yeah. in my in my seven year old pocket, yeah. which was a whole lot of money. Ball That's right. like a million. That million, that, that, yeah. that was a lot. That was that was how I got my my first Super Nintendo. That was the NES and the Super NES it was from selling stuff. Um, but I, but I've always been really open to. Um, if it's something that I like that I have fun doing and there's an opera, or that I think I'll have fun doing and there's an opportunity to do either that or, or something that I already like doing in a different capacity or in a way that I think could be a, be a good business opportunity, work opportunity, mm-hmm. I've always jumped at it. Um, I worked at Disneyland, um, 19, 20 years ago. Hold on, let me guess. Indiana Jones? No, oh. But I was, but I was there when Indiana Jones opened and some more, I still have the cards to translate all the stuff that's scratched into the wall. <laughs> yeah, this I think whoever their sponsor was at the time. Uh, and it was a commercial. You should try. AT&T, I think, I think they sponsored it. Really? And all the stuff, all the, the cave writings uh-huh. and hieroglyphics and whatever, whatever the, their they writing was. Translated, ones, translated yeah. into, like, pick AT&T. They're the best phone service out there or something like that. No, no, no. Yeah, there, there was. It's all, everything sponsored. Disneyland, everything sponsored, just like everywhere else. They're just a little more creative on how they Rap blend it in, wrap it in. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes you see the coke symbol somewhere. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, so I was working at Disneyland and I was uh, in the entertainment department. I, was, I started Disneyland in a parade. The parade got canceled after 9 yeah. 11 and I was working in entertainment. And one of the guys that I knew that was a Prince Charming. <clears throat> somebody who's really good friends with Prince Charming um, <laughs> so I'm trouble, um, was a wedding DJ and he said hey and he, I was working grad night one night hanging out with Mickey Mouse and me and Mickey were hanging whatever and we, went, we, we, we had a break and when we had a break I went to Town Square and saw the guy on the microphone happened to be my buddy dude how do you get to be the MC at Disneyland how do you get, how do you get to be the guy whose voice Is in Toontown where there's techno music in Toontown. I want to do this. Brad and I. He said, "Well, you got to DJ. I work for this company. I've been DJing weddings for a while. You come, you got to DJ weddings." Uh, I said, "Well, I don't know. Wedding DJ—that's kind of cheesy." And he goes, "No, no, just try it." So I did, and it was fun. And as a party, I got to go to parties every weekend and get paid to go. So why not? So I kind of worked that—that kind of worked into me being a wedding DJ. Worked for that company and a couple more companies as time went by. I started, and after, eventually you you work enough, you get enough basic clients, or get known enough in that industry that people start requesting you. I got so many requests that I was able to start my own company. Wow. So I started out my own business, and it's kind of onward and upward from there. So I started my own business in 2010, which was eight years yeah. ago, which is crazy, that two, the 2010 was eight years ago. But yeah, in 2010, I started my own business, and it's been it's been opened up more opportunities to be able to do more events than just sweating. So do to do the corporate parties and do the passion shows and the fundraisers and the stuff at Terranea and be the be the the MC on of a big corporate whatever. So I've done a lot of that stuff too, and that's a lot of fun. Awesome, cool, well, quite a
0: question here for anyone that's listening. If you could leave them with one thing, one thought, one thing to take away from this interview, what would it be?
2: Wow, well, it's a uh, is kid can, can you be more specific in terms of what regards sure uh, what do you want them to know about Jeff Jeffrey oh that honestly I I always make sure that everything I do I have fun doing um, and if I'm not having fun doing it, it it's not worth it because there's plenty there's plenty in the world there's plenty around me there's plenty as you drive down any street anywhere there's plenty of things that can stress you out Doing, working, the way that you make money, the way that you work, should not stress you out. Um, it should be something you have fun doing. And if you're not having fun doing it, you shouldn't be doing it because all you're doing is ruining your life by doing something that stresses you out.
1: That's a
0: great way to I, I end I love it. that. I That's appreciate. a fantastic way to end it. Oh, thank you. For more info on Jeff and the Lake Elsinore Storm, you can find them on Facebook or Instagram by searching Lake Elsinore Storm Baseball or on milb.com forward slash Lake Elsinore. Up next, I'm going to turn it over to Jason for the Lake Elsinore Real Estate Snapshot.
1: Go ahead, Jason. Real Estate Market Snapshot real quick. And by the way, this is as of August 23rd, 2018. Uh, the markets doing some funky stuff. I think it's starting to switch into a buyer's market a little bit. We're seeing days on market starting to creep up uh, about 5%. Um, price drops right now about 3%. I mean, nothing crazy, but I think what's happening is people before I would go into a listing appointment and they would say, oh, the last, holds, the last house sold for 500. Let's sell for 510. And we were able to get it because there just wasn't very much inventory. Um, And now what's happening is if the last house sold for 500, we're going to also get 500. So nothing crazy is happening right now, but it is starting to sort of switch into a buyer's market, which is pretty exciting. Um, And then also on a side note, as far as the rental side goes, your average uh, three bedroom home in Lake Elsinore, you can get for about 1950 to 2000, obviously, depending on the area, but that's pretty much it. That's your real estate market snapshot for Lake Elsinore. Once again, everyone,
0: thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments regarding real estate or the show, please feel free to give us a call at 951-394-3413.
1: And also, you can download the Anchor.fm app. You can send us messages right through the app, which is really cool. Please like and subscribe. It really helps us out.
0: Thanks again for listening. Take care, Lake Elsinore.
1: Bye-bye.